Alrighty, this is episode 11 of Lead Bite. We're heading up into 11 episodes, which is really cool, and that's super exciting. I'm uh, surprised I have not quit yet, which is a good sign. It means maybe I can keep going, and uh, maybe it'll get better from here. <laughs> and uh, Anyways, um, <laughs> this is episode 11, so uh, we're entitling this Starting Small. We're still in our small group series, and I believe the next... Um, the last episode of the small group series um, is going to be happening soon because um, we're just about on the last, the second last chapter right now of the book that I'm working through called The Cure for Groups by Robbie Engel. And it's all about leading small groups uh, in a way that helps us to uh, be authentic in our relationships, to grow spiritually, to grow relationally, and in a way that still brings about some core depth uh, to who we're becoming. And um, today's main point that I want to bring about is this, that your pivot point for expertise is how and why. Your pivot point is the space where you maneuver your next step. And if you imagine playing basketball, often when you're dribbling and then you hold the ball, the ball, you have a pivot point moment where you have to decide whether or not to pass or to throw, to, to throw the ball into the basket or to pass to your teammate. And, and, in, and when you're starting small, it means that you're starting new. It means that you're starting in a new position or a new role or new responsibility or something that you're unfamiliar with. And we're always asking ourselves, often times we're asking ourselves, how do I even do this? Like, how did I get myself into this? But how, how do I even fulfill my role? How do I fulfill my responsibilities? How how do I know what to do and and in a way that is purposeful and matters and and maybe even on not even that just effective in general? And, And then we we may or may not ask the question like, why? Like, why is it that everyone else is better than me? Or, you know, why can't I figure this out? And we, we get our why gets frustrating and our how gets frustrating. But if you're going to start smaller, not just small, starting small, starting new, what I mean by smaller is when you really are just starting out, everybody's ahead of you in one way or another, but they may not be very far down the road. Like someone might be ahead of you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are very far down the road from what you are about to learn in your next steps. I was trying to imagine when I stepped into a leadership role for the very first time. And well, technically it was in 2016 when I had just done my first year of junior high camp coaching. And it happened that my group team, you know, won that year. And then two years after that, which is awesome. But it was so new and I had no idea what to do. I had never thought about it. I had never been trained into it. I just had to jump in and consider how am I even going to do this? And, and, And why does it matter? Or why is it that everyone else does things differently than I do or whatever it is? And you're starting smaller. You're starting brand new. They mention in this chapter about how destiny in the decisions that we make is not fate, it's navigation. 
that the trajectory of where we're going in this chapter in general is called the route, meaning how do we plan ahead to get where we're going? And when we are starting smaller, we're trying to go somewhere and we may not have it all planned out. And maybe you're in a small group series or, or you're in a youth series or junior high series or in a church setting where things are already planned out and you're, you're just jumping in for the ride every single week and it changes. But there's a sense of navigation within all of it that we have to pay attention to. And as if we start small, at least we can start rightly. Like at least we can put the right foot forward. If we're going to have a pivot point of expertise, if you're going to get great at something right away, even when you're starting smaller, at least start with a pivot point for expertise that narrows in on how do I do what I do and why does that seem to matter? And so as we navigate our next steps, as we move forward in not just having this idea that, oh, everything's going to work out with fate, there's actually this sense of responsibility and navigation where we handle the technical movements of what we do and how and why we do what we do and how we lead and why we do that. And, and there are these six things that came to mind as I was thinking about uh, this idea of what does it look like to start off in a small group. And they they give this this picture at the very this maybe not picture, I guess they um they give this phrase at the very beginning. And the phrase is this that there is a combination of flexibility and focus when it comes to navigating a ship. There is a combination of flexibility and focus when it comes to navigating a ship. And I was thinking about that in, in the small group side of things and how we have to be willing for things to just change. There, we have to be willing to focus in on what's important and not neglect the rest, uh, caring about people and showing up on time and, and preparing for what we are going to talk about and personalizing what we're learning and all the things that help us to make up a really great, you know, program where we can continue to um, show up for people again and again and again. And I, I communicate this idea of how and why as the pivot point for if you're growing your expertise, starting smaller, starting new, starting with nothing. The reason I communicate this is, is if you go back to episode one, I talk about how there are these major questions that we often ask ourselves or that we commonly may ask ourselves, and that we never really ask ourselves, And that when we often ask the question, what am I going to do and when am I going to do it? Uh, the second most common is how are we going to how are we going to accomplish something or what, like, how are we going to do something in our actions in in the sense of how are we preparing to act and, and then why? And then in the personal formation of who we are, it, we ask, you know, who am I or who do I want to become and where am I going or where am I currently? So we have this idea of this triangle where the top is this goal of what and when of what we want to accomplish. The bottom right corner is where we are currently sitting right now in the sense of preparation for our actions of how am I going to do what I do and why? 
And then the left corner of that triangle would be this, this look at formed um, or formation of our person and asking who, who are we and, and who are we becoming and, and where are we and where are we going? And so we're going to look at that bottom right corner of your pivot point for expertise is how and why. And when we start off a group, I, I think of six things. And, and again, this isn't just the idea of small group leadership in, in specifically. I, I, I think of small group leadership, not in the sense of church life, but I think about the idea of caring for people wherever we go that happens to include a very specific group of people. And that's, that's your small group your specific group of people, wherever that might be. And so when I think of starting off, I think about, well, one, um, what is success? What What is the image or feeling of success look like to you? Number two, evaluation. Do you ever question or evaluate your decisions and the direction that you're going to change or the, the direction you're in? Number three, uncertainty. What uncertainty or maybe even confidence do you often defend? What certainty or confidence do you often defend? Number four, I think of isolation. Are, are you isolated in protecting what you do without others? Maybe there's something that you do and, and no one else is a part of it that your team, you might be in a team, but you're leading a group and you're actually isolated in the way that you do things and you're protecting that. Number five, I think of personality. What does your personality cause you to uh, maybe ignore or even hyper-focus on when you're leading? And, and then number six, I think of what about being stuck? Like, are you stuck leading alone, unprepared to change for others? When you're starting off, a group often navigates off their idea of success or this feeling of success, or this picture of success, and, and they may not actually often evaluate, but they end up defending their confidence or even their uncertainty, and then they'll shut down, and then they might isolate to protect themselves. And they may not actually plan ahead of time to face themselves or to face others or grow with others, and then we get stuck doing things alone and unprepared uh, to actually make better or wiser or healthier decisions. If you're starting off in a new role, in a new situation, with a new group, in a new leadership atmosphere or space, consider success, evaluation, your uncertainty, isolation, personality, and potential stuckness. And so there's six pictures of that when we start out. And so when you don't know what to do, ask for help. Lean in to having the courage to wrestle with yourself, wrestle with how you do something, with, with why you care about something, and then take the ideas that you have that you glean from, that you understand, have courage, and then have fun and just what comes naturally to you. Because the natural gifts that you have are great and the natural personality you having is great. It just, I think, gets even greater when we actually tend to it and pay attention to it 
and fine tune the technicalities and the pieces that really help us thrive. When you don't know what to do, just ask. And look for people who really do care about what they do, that really have taken time to develop the the process of their journey. Just ask. Ask for what you need. And when I think about this idea of asking for what we need is we have to learn how to express our story. And oftentimes I think we can forget that just because we might have the potential for something doesn't necessarily mean that we currently have the capacity for it. Because potential always has a starting capacity. I've said this many times. I've, I've preached on it before. Potential always has a starting capacity. And if you're going to be prepared for yourself and prepared for new steps, you may not know what you're going to do or have the capacity to even do it. And so if we're going to find ways to even just stepping into knowing ourselves, how we do something and why we do it, meaning uh, when I think about how we do things, I think of the tone of a guitar. I think of the innate, intrinsic, natural uh, beauty and sound that comes out of an instrument, that every single instrument has a different sound, a different look, a, a different tonal quality, something that's more bright, something that's more woody, something that's more raw, something that's more articulate and loud, something that is more able to handle the volume outside of itself where you have a, a room full of people and yet this guitar because of its tone can communicate itself properly and i think what like what kind of tone do you bring in the way that you're built how do you get your best sound and i think that comes by practicing by taking the starting capacity that we have and the potential that we currently have and walking it out by learning how to express our story when i say story i mean our everyday lives and so when I think about this, I think about how do we figure out what we want to say, do, and feel. In a situation, what did you say out loud or what did you want to say out loud? What in a situation did you do in the moment or wanted to do in a moment? And what in, that, in a situation did you feel inside or did you want to feel inside? What did you what do you want to say out loud? What do you want to do in a moment in those moments in those situations and what do you actually want to feel or what do you feel inside? And the reason that this is important and it may not necessarily make sense right away in what we're talking about in the sense that your pivot point for expertise if you're going to get great at something don't necessarily just worry about what you're going to do and when you're going to do it or in the sense of your goals because you might want have lots that you want to accomplish and you might just become passive in just never developing what you do and you may not actually plan ahead and then you might just be formed in the sense of you might get focused in a, in a group setting in a leadership position where you care more about how you feel about where you are and who you are in the the person side of things and so you're never actually preparing but we're constantly preparing every position we have we're just constantly preparing 
And even when we're having conversations, we're usually thinking about how to prepare. Our listening skills leads us to prepare. And the way that we get better at all of those things absolutely happens in a bit of a triangle where we constantly want to figure out what, what are the goals we want to accomplish? What are the actions that we're preparing for? And then what is the formation of our person look like? Absolutely, that's true. But if we have to learn the tonal quality of our leadership in, as a pivot, as one expression, or in the sense that we have to find ways to pivot what we do in understanding the way we do something and the purpose behind it or the values behind it or the energy or the passion, the reason that we just have the posture, the intention, whatever that might be. And, but we have to, we find that out by learning how to express our story, our day-to-day -day moments. What do you want to say? You know, and when you're new, you often want to say, help, <laughs> you know, like, what do you want to do in those moments? Uh, you want to run. You, what do you want to, you, you even might want someone to come to you without saying anything. What do you feel in those moments? Like you're going to freak out because you have no idea what to talk about. You've got five small group questions. You just listen to your sermon series, whatever it is, or even beyond a church setting. You're, you're with a team and you have no idea what to say but you really, or, or at least you might know what you want to say, but you don't exactly know how to say it. Or there's something you want to do, but you're nervous about doing it. Or, or there's something you, you feel, but you're not really sure you're allowed to. There's all these things that come up when we're trying to express our story in the moments that they happen. And we get better at understanding how we operate in a pivot point of expertise on how we do something and why. And because how we do something is just different. How we do things is different than each other. And uh, from even what you might do a year from now. And why is also different because it's personal to you. It helps you to be energized. It helps you to remember the value of why you do what you do and keeps you focused and excited. People often ask me like, hey, Graham, like, you know, what's your, what's your goal? What's your dream? And, and that's too narrow, broad of a question because I've, I don't know, like the dream I had last night when I was sleeping. Um, or like I could express the idea that, yeah, like if God has given me vision and my relationship with Jesus that has expanded, it helps me to facilitate certain moments, but it also gets me more energized the more I talk about it. The more I talk about the why in my life, the more energized I am to figure out and have to face the how I do that, how I go about fulfilling or walking in, in alignment with my purpose. And in the book, in this chapter, they mention how uh, when they were leading with a North Point Community Church, um, they called some th the, the five things that they do in their small groups a, a map for the journey. And I just want to say, share a quick, the, the five pieces that they mentioned. They said a map for the journey of their small groups is one, to build relationships in trust um, within the group. Number two, to focus uh, on who scripture says that God is. So theology. Number three, focus on how God sees us, meaning our identity. 
Number four, explore priorities and relationships. And number five, discover gifts and purpose. This church had their own map for their how and their why. And though we are mentioning this whole idea of what and how versus when and why and who and where, there's lots of questions that we can ask. But the difference between you know what and how is again going back to that aspect of tone and and quality and the posture and the style of how what we do. So if, as an example, you step into a Sunday service or in a church context and you have to ask questions, you have to um, learn about what your students are going through or maybe have gone through that week. How did the week go? Uh, you're catching up a little bit. Maybe you're playing a game. And so there's certain expectations you have about what you need to do. But then there's the idea of like, well, how? Like, how do I ask questions? Uh, in what way do I phrase something? And how do I even come up with it in the first place? And when do I do that? Um, you know, at what point do I do that? And and how do I decide that? And then, well, how do I, you know, build relationship or, or even, yeah, going back to this list of for the map of the journey, like, how do we build trust in relationships? Like that's what we have to do. We have to build trust in a group, but how do we do that? And, and why are we doing it is because we, we want it to look good because it's, we're supposed to just do it. Like we haven't really thought about it or personalized the philosophy or vision or mission of the people around us. And so we're not really bought in, but we're bought into the group more than we're bought into the actual purpose what and how is just different. But that's why it's a pivot point. That's why we get to in those decisions of leadership, figure out how we're going to do something and why. And we get to figure out whether or not we're going to pass to our teammates or we're going to shoot to the net. And we could go either or. They mentioned in this book about how uh, content and relational activities are the two primary parts of planning a route. If we are preparing to um, develop and learn, uh, there's these two pieces to developing a route. First is learning, so that content side, and there's the relational activities, there's the authenticity side. Learning is about the topics that we need to align to to mature, and then authenticity is about coming to the, coming to the end of ourself for a renewed momentum or to gain speed um, for something better or worse, or just be more honest with ourselves and others. But the other part about this as well is that content can't save us. Like just because you know something doesn't mean it will become the the answer to everything. Usually we, we when we, we're solving problems, there's more options than there's answers. There's more that we don't know than we know. And that's why I think it's such a valuable thing to learn how to train our values and wrestle with how we do something and why because what you value you prioritize that's why retreats are so important because when you step away uh, from a space that's not necessarily the place that you go back to again and again and again there's a new space at camp there's a new space at retreat there's a new space in our sports teams there's a new space in the places that we just love to go 
clubs and all those all those things, birthday parties. There, it's a space that we get to become a little bit of not who we are, <laughs> and the other pieces about who we are and the personality traits we have. It's like when you go to your grandparents' house or a birthday party, and you just act differently than you would at home. You get to get away with things. And when you step away with people and you step into a space that's different, especially in a retreat setting per se, like you're not really you and they're not really like them. Like they're different. You're different. And you're a space where you get to challenge your students, where you get to love them more than yesterday. Where you get to pray for them or with them. You get to share your heart's commitment. You you don't have to waste moments. And you can believe in them more than they do in their fear. or Or you can believe in them more than their fear might speak. And then we also have these moments where we connect and learn and grow in authenticity by serving together. That serving together as a group accelerates group connection. And in these times, we get to connect and deepen. And when we change, we deepen in compassion as individuals like a furnace built to last. It's such a neat thing when we get to actually serve together or meet together or grow together or learn together because it connects us. And so the way that we look at starting small can involve many things when it comes to what are we going to do and when are we going to do it? It can involve who we're going to be and where does that, where, where are we going to be for that formation process? And as well, we start to as well look at you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to accomplish my task? How am I going to represent myself well and love others well or lead well or serve well or learn well? And then how, like, how do we consider what we don't know and, and why we even do what we do in the first place and why we got into even leading or, or, or serving and and, and why are we so fixated on issues and frustrations? And, and why do we maybe fail the way that we do? I don't really have any solutions per se. There's lots of what you can do. And there's lots of whens. There's lots of who's and where's. But you have to learn as you grow slowly, getting, get in tune with how you do something. And get in tune of the defaults of your character. Because character is default sensitive get in tune with the purposes that are behind your passions that give you energy that ignite you that break your heart that make you smile that makes you angry that makes you laugh that makes you cry when you like like i already said that but remember your pivot point for expertise when you're starting smaller is how you do something the way you do it, the manner of which you do it, and why having a reason and a reference point for what you're about to do, what your role is, what you step into. Your how might be, maybe I'm just going to listen. Maybe your how is your posture of saying, you know, sorry, when you don't always know 
what to do or when you say something that you didn't mean to say or do and the how is where you take responsibility. Maybe your how is where you find specific things you love asking again and again in a small group question session. Or maybe your how is the format or patterns or strategy that you have by preparing ahead of time before you step into your role. And maybe your why is that you just want to show up for people. Maybe your why is that you don't want people to get hurt. And so you want to be a changed person to change people. And maybe your why is that you've never learned how to do anything different from what you currently do today. And you happen to be in a leadership position that will reflect that. And it will reflect your worst and will reflect your best. It will reveal your strengths and it will reveal your weaknesses. And then learning how to serve in both with by 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 God's grace, really. As you learn, keep your pivot point for expertise on how you do what you do and why. This is episode 11 on starting smaller on Lead Bite. Thank you for listening and uh, keep pursuing.